0: When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense, and myrrh. Thank you, Lord, for this Your Word. I pray that tonight You'd help us to see something about the Christmas story that maybe we've not seen before, but that would be a blessing to us, and uh, understand the communication, the revelation that You have for us here tonight in this story and what had taken place so many years ago. Lord, I pray that You help us to learn from these wise men. Lord, thank You for their diligence and thank You for their their uh, uh, drive to follow the star, the light that you gave them. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to do the same here tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. It was that star that drew these wise men, which we call the Magi, ancient Magi. We don't know much about these wise men, nor if there were just three. And we have legends and we have stories about the three wise men. You know, we'll sing about the three wise men and stories about them. Legends take on a life of their own. And today we're familiar with the three wise men and even know their names. But that's not given in Scripture. And, and uh, that's just something that, you know, Well, people are going to uh, just uh, give some, some names to these who they were, you know, that is mentioned in Scripture. But we, we don't know their names. As a matter of fact, we don't even know that there were just three. The thing that we do know about Scripture is that there's three gifts. The gifts is gold and frankincense and myrrh. As one little child said they learned in Sunday school, the goalie and Frankenstein and murder. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we we do know that they did present three types of gifts. And uh, so, so what do we know about the wise men? Well, let's take a look at the story here and let's see what God's revealing to us. First of all, it says they were wise men that were from the east. It was a long ways off. And we don't know where in the east. We don't know if that meant, you know, in Siberia or China or, you know, that area. But it's from the east. And if so, back then they traveled at the speed of a camel caravan. And back then there were no trains or trucks to ride. Therefore, it was a walking pace. Therefore, it may have taken them as long as a year or two, a couple of years, to actually get to their destination. From the time that they saw the star and began, I mean, it wasn't just a light journey. This was a, a, a huge undertaking. And so here, these wise men, they took off on this journey. And uh, as a matter of fact, this is not so much this, this passage of Scripture. It's not so much uh, speaking about the birth of Christ as much as when Jesus was a young child. As a matter of fact, that's the wording here. Verse number 8, speaking about a young child. Verse number 11, a young child. It doesn't talk about the infant. It talks about the young child, Christ. As a matter of fact, when Herod tried to destroy the newborn king, by the way, you notice that when Herod and certain of the, of the government heard about this king, they were troubled. The wise man rejoiced, but others were troubled. And you know what? It's no different today. And when some hear about the Savior, they hear about the King of Kings and and who Jesus is, the one who created all things and by the word of His mouth spoke the worlds into existence and will someday be our judge, they're troubled instead of rejoice at the presence of the King. But Herod, when he heard about uh, this and he kind of you know heard about uh, these these dignitaries that came from another land that that wanted to bow down to this king. Uh, he got a little worried about that and wanted to destroy the 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 young child and so when he tried to destroy that newborn king, he slaughtered all the the children under the age of two. Matthew chapter two verse number sixteen, says then Herod. When he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, he was exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So why did he kill those that were two and under? Why didn't he just slaughter the, the infants? But because it was at this point, Jesus was about one or two years old. So these wise men came from the east. Huge journey. And the Bible says, he calls them wise. They they were wise men, men of renown, men of means. See, because such a trip uh, had to be, you you couldn't just make this on your own, especially if you were carrying some treasures, as they were, through dangerous territory the whole way. And uh, so they needed some protection. They needed some security. They needed a, a detail of security that would protect who they were. And also, uh, it probably took an entourage of uh, uh, some kind of a defense. And the gifts that they presented were, were n- no uh, 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 common gifts. They were valuable treasures. And these were men of insight because... Their gifts revealed something of the knowledge of the Savior that they were coming to worship. As we already heard, gold and frankincense and myrrh and those three uh, elements, gold, used in, in crowns and, and jewels by royalty. Frankincense, speaking about the incense of the temple and, and that kind of thing, they used that with, uh, uh, along with their prayers, and that speaks of deity, of who Jesus was. And then the myrrh, of course, uh, uh, a burial embalming uh, ointment, which the common man was not able to take advantage of that, but kings and royalty did. But here spoke of Christ's death to come. And by the way, Jesus didn't come to be born. He came to die. That's why he came. I mean, that's the purpose of his coming. He, He made that very clear in his life. He had one thing to do. And... And, uh, and there was detours all along the way. There were, there were oppositions all along the way. This first one, when Satan tried to get behind some uh, uh, men and governments to, to stop and to, to halt the, the, the purpose of God, of, of allowing Jesus to be born here, grow up, and offer himself as a sacrifice for the sins of many, as the Bible says. So here, the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh spoke of Christ's royalty, his divinity... And his humanity. All in one. All in in the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, what a Savior. What a Savior. And so here, um, you understand that they were wise because of the understanding that they had of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they... uh, were uh, maybe even aware of the same scriptures that the priest and the scribes had access to. When Herod says, okay, what's going on here? And he called the religious leaders, those who knew the Old Testament and should know about, you know, and was, it was interesting, wasn't it, that the religious leaders knew all about the scriptures that prophesied the Messiah to come, and they nailed it. He was to be born in Bethlehem. They knew that. It was, it was a fore, foretelling of the, of the Lord. It was, it was light that God gave. It was a revelation. It was a star, if you would. It, it was a light in a dark place to show the way. And, and they, they somehow had access to these scriptures and, and knew the general area of where uh, they were to go. And so maybe they were aware of those same scriptures of the prophecy of Christ's birth. And they were certainly wise to follow the light that God revealed. Anybody is. When God reveals something, when God shows you something, you'd you'd be benefited to follow, to go after. By the way, folks, he has revelation right here. This here is the word of God, and the Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's the word of God. It's, It's God's pure, protected, powerful word, living word, that Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. This book has been so hated over the centuries, and here it is. Jesus said it's going to continue, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said uh, that not one jot or one tittle shall pass, uh, uh, shall, shall pass till all be fulfilled, everything, everything in, in God's word. And you know what? To, to know God's word and to see uh, the evidences that God gives us, that this is a divine book. It's amazing. Even though it's not a science book, it's ac- absolutely correct in, in the scientific area of everything that we understand today. In prophecy, oh my goodness. You know, there are, every year we have those that, are, that come out and they give the uh, predictions, the predictions of 2019, and they say, well, it'll be a year like this, and this is going to happen and this. Have you ever noticed those? They're very general. Uh, people can't get very, very specific because they're all guessing anyway. As a matter of fact, there's less than a 50% chance of those uh, pro- uh, prognosticators or whatever they call them. Uh, the seers the the modern day you know uh, people that are uh, looking into the future and they they can 't get it right here you have a book that has prophecy that's one hundred percent accurate to the detail I mean just the prophecies of Christ of uh, who he would be, his lineage, where he 'd be born, all about his life, all about you know what he did on earth, even in his death. it was prophesied that someone would betray him for 30 pieces of silver and, and that money be given to the potter's field, and sure enough, it, just exactly. It's an amazing book, folks. This is, this is a light in a dark place. This is, this is God's revelation. And I'm telling you, it's a wise man that would pay attention to the revelation, to the light, just like these wise men, that were wise to follow the light that God revealed. See, light is one of God's greatest gifts for living things. Now, I'm going to go ahead and, and start this by uh, lighting this candle. And in just a little bit, I'll, we'll go ahead and, and uh, begin with the lighting of your candle. And if you can have some patience and hold it a little bit while I speak, then um, I think the message is not as long as this candle will burn down. I'm not real sure, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Now your candles, <laughs> <might> not, <laughs> I've got to speak quick. So anyway, when we get to that point, it'll be closer toward, toward the end. So you'll know, you know. People don't know when I'm going to quit, but here you do. You know that it's going to, if I see people going, oh, ouch, you know, then I'll stop. Okay, we're going to go on. But we're talking about light, uh, let's go for some ambience here. How about uh, bringing the lights down and letting this light, I need to see what I'm doing here. So give, leave some light here on the pulpit, but... Um, think of how much a marvel that light is. We can perceive things by the reflection of objects that shine or reflect light. Our eyes are designed to receive light and discern what it means to interpret when they are in relation to where we are as far as depth perception and bearing. Because of light, we can understand beauty and ugliness, I guess. <laughs> Somebody said, beauty is only skin deep, but ugliness goes all the way to the bone. Yeah, we know that. <clears throat> we're, we're warned of danger. We, we can gain information because of light, because of this thing that we have, eyesight, and, and uh, be able to receive the reflection of light. Isn't that wonderful? Our eyes are designed to receive light all from the interaction and expansion or shining of light, the concept of light that God created when he brought it from the blueprint of his mind to reality when he said, let there be light, and there was light. Maybe we never even thought about that, but that's God's idea. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't that amazing? God's idea, his idea of light, and he's the one that, that, kind of, uh, that thought of the whole thing about light. This sense of light. The Bible foretells the coming of the Messiah in passages like Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. This is speaking about Jesus when he came to reveal himself as the light of the world. Sure enough, those that were in darkness, they saw a great light. Luke 2.32, about... Jesus' visit here on earth, a light. He was to be a light, to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people. That's exactly what happened the night of Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2, verse number 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Can you imagine those shepherds in that dark field that night? Just a common everyday night, cold. They were watching their sheep and not much going on. And all of a sudden, I mean, in the darkness... And you know how that is when, you're, when your eyes are are accustomed to darkness, you can just see the you know shadows. I mean, God's light, as as it says, the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Jesus is referred to as the true light in John chapter one verse number three. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything that uh, made that was made. In Him, in Him was life, and the light, and, and the life was the light of men, and the light. Shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You see, the thing thing about it is, God wants you to comprehend this light, the light that he gives. He wants you to understand. He wants you to take it in. He wants you to to grasp it. And as it says, uh, uh, he shone in darkness. And it goes on to say, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world see, the thing about it is God has given every one of us a measure of light. Yeah, that's right. He's given every one of us a bit of revelation. Yeah. That's so very important. And that's what we're talking about, is the revelation that God gives. Jesus is the, uh, the light of the world. In John 8, verse number 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. It's important to note that... These wise men saw the light that God gave to them, and they followed it. God gives us all light. It's so important what we do with that light. To him that receives the light, God gives more light. We see that in the scripture. We, I see that in, in practical situations with people. The, the more that God gives light and the person receives light, the, the light, the more that God gives light. Now, to him that rejects light, God obliges that person to grant more darkness. That's what the Bible says, Romans chapter chapter 1, verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Did you catch that? It says there's some invisible things. I mean, you can't see God, but you can see God. That because of all of the design, there's got to be a designer. You, there's evidences of the creator, invisible things of 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 him from the creation of the world. The Bible says uh, they're they're made and they're 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 shining, and and so that we don't have an excuse. You can't say that you didn't know. There's not a person in in the universe that can say with all of the design and the complexity that God has given us and the life that He's given us that there's no evidence of a designer. Come on, come on. We know better than that. If you go walking through the forest and you come, uh, you, you kick an old uh, Coke can, you know, red and white Coke can out there that's laying there and you say, hmm, I wonder if over millions and millions of years there was some tin that got, you know, molded here and somehow there were some chemicals that got on there and there's, you know, it just happened. No, you know somebody dropped a Coke can. There's evidence of somebody that, that left that because it's just that's common sense hey folks you can't look around in this world and have an excuse that's what the bible says you you, you can't have an excuse people are without excuse he goes on to say verse 21 because that when they knew god they glorified him not as god neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools Folks, think about it. Thus, we have intelligent men buying into things that are logically impossible: life from non-life. It, it doesn't happen. It can't happen. It's an impossibility. It cannot be done. Order from order, and complexity from chaos. No, we know the second law of thermodynamics tells us that goes, things go from from complex to uh, to simple in 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 uh, uh, destruction and in. Uh, degradation. We know that to be, be true. It's, it's not a theory. It's a, a law. To have design with no designer? There's no such thing. But because men reject the plain evidence of a creator, even in the very DNA of every living cell of life here on earth, the Bible says becoming foolish. No, friend, if you accept the light that God gives you, then God gives you more light. But if you reject that light, then God gives you darkness. See, the wise men accepted and they embraced and they followed the light. And that's, like I say, why we call them wise. It was Herod and the rest that were troubled at the entrance of divine light. But as he would, he couldn't stop the light from shining. Satan himself tried to derail Christ from his objective to the cross. There We read, read about it, you know, using Herod and some wicked men to kill uh, children, goodness, to uh, all along the way, and then when Jesus showed up in His ministry, the very first thing was the temptation of of uh, Jesus in the wilderness, and Satan tried to to right there say, "Listen, you don't have to go to the cross. Bow down, and you have all of these things. I'll I'll give them to you," but he couldn't couldn't dissuade the Lord, of course, and even though that. Satan knows the scriptures, and he knows what's going to take place. It's right there. It's in black and white. Couldn't stop the Lord Jesus Christ from fulfilling every one of the prophecies. What a wonderful story of of, uh, Jesus. Satan himself could not derail Christ from an objective. He couldn't. Hypocritical religion couldn't stop our Lord. Even the power of the government that tried to keep Jesus dead. You remember when he was in the grave and, and Pilate spoke to Christ's enemies. And, and he says, okay, we have the power of Rome. We have the power of government be, behind us. You can go ahead and secure that tomb. And, and his words, make it as sure as you can. And he couldn't, as he ordered the soldiers, they couldn't make the tomb as sure to, to not allow Jesus from breaking out of it in, in life The light shone bright. Today, we celebrate the life of Christ, God's light to earth. Now, think of it. It was first a lone star. That star that those wise men saw in the east, it wasn't bright, but in a night sky, it was bright to them, and it was unique. God got a hold of their attention. It wasn't overpowering light, but it was enough light to catch their attention, and they followed it. It was clear. It was clear. Now, friend... You have light here tonight. You have light from the word of God. You have light from... See, it's not just a a good story that we're, you know, reviewing. It's the truth. God gave his son, the the Lord Jesus Christ, that if anybody would believe in him, we shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. It's God's gift to mankind. Now, think of it. that, That lone star wasn't bright or overpowering, but it was clear. So... From that time of uh, the story that we're reading, and then it spread, and, and there's others, and so what I'd like to do is I'd like to have our ushers come and uh, to go ahead and, and get the light from this uh, candle, and we'll, we'll go ahead and, and uh, begin to uh, spread the lights. As you see here in a, in a dark room, how it looks, let's take a look at it. Remember how it looks now. Come on, guys, and, and just go ahead and come up here and get the light and then go from uh, row to row. And then remember how it looks right now, and then when we have it, uh, when, when we have uh, everybody with their candle, then we'll see a difference in this room. So go ahead and get it one at a time. And... Don't worry about it. If, uh, if it blows out, then come on back and get, get you another one. <laughs> It'll it'll continue. It'll still be here. Always wanted to be an altar boy. There you go. (laughs) As a matter of fact, it was years and years ago. That's another story. But anyway, go ahead and and start from the very uh, beginning uh, uh, row and and go ahead and and, uh, get it one at a time and, and light the lights. And listen as I speak. Now, don't listen and forget about your candle, okay? So remember about your candle, but listen as I, as I speak. So the, the light that was shown from heaven, it spread. More and more followed that light. And since his visit, he has ignited the souls of men to carry the, the glorious gospel of his light. W- folks, we are actually... Called light bearers, we're to carry that light, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Ye talking about us, Christians, believers, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on the candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And then he says, Let your light shine, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We are to let our light shine. Thank the Lord. We are light bearers. How about that? 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, 4 says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves for your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's because God shined in our hearts. Hey, listen, I could I could say the very same thing. I was in darkness. Boy was I ever. But then I was saved. Then then I met the Lord Jesus Christ and He changed. I have the light of life in my light, in my life today, and, and because of that others do also. And so I have and I'm commanded to shine the light out into darkness. We're called children of light now. Ephesians 5.8, For ye were sometimes darkness, believer, Christian, those that are born again. That's who we were. We were sometimes in darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 1 Thessalonians 5, five. Ye are the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Folks, we have the light of Christ, and we are to bear that light to the world. Thank the Lord. Hundreds now. Thousands, millions over the world have come to that light. Look at my life. Look at your life. You're here tonight because somebody shared the gospel with you, and you've come to Christ if you've been born again. And in reality, we are heaven's Christmas lights today. Hold up your light. Look around the room. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that cool? Thank the Lord that we are the children of light. The question is, how are we walking in his light? You see, because, you know, that's going to be uh, a real determination of how we actually walk in that light. And First John chapter 1, verse number 5 says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us, cleanseth us from all sin. I'm glad I know that verse by memory because I can't hardly see it anymore. (laughs) That first Christmas night, heaven's light shone bright in the glory of God. You remember that verse that we we said, Luke chapter 2, verse number 9? It says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. What a blessing, folks, to get light from that original light, the light from heaven, the light of the earth, Jesus, and now have that light, and we're able to take that to others. If you've met the Savior, then you have the light, the light of heaven in your soul. Let's share that light. Friend, if you've never been born again, then you need that light. God reveals light to you, and it's, it's all dependent upon what you do with the light that God has given you. Are you going to receive it? Are you going to embrace it, or are you going to reject it? See, it's up to you. It's up to each one of us. You could be like the wise men and rejoice in that light, or you could be like Herod and some of the others that were troubled. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what, my part. To shine the light. I I love the light of the Lord. I love our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's up to us. Go ahead, hold up your, your candle again one more time. Isn't that wonderful? Thank the Lord. Okay, thank you. If you can hold it up straight while I pray. You don't have to hold it up, but I mean, just, just don't hold it this way. If you're going to hold it, you know, straight up and down while I pray, then let's pray. Because I'm going to close my eyes, and you can too, but then don't go, okay, let's pray. <laughs> all right? So let, let's pray and thank the Lord. Now, now, before I pray, I want to say this. We're going to close the service here, and we usually give it like an invitation. You know what that means is just inviting you to receive Christ as your Savior. If you've never done that, if you don't know for sure that you're born again, folks, that's what it's all about. Please just ask me afterwards one of the believers here would love to spend some time with you and just show you in the Bible how you can receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior if you've never done that that's what it's all about don't miss the purpose of Christmas the light coming to the to the earth so so let's do that okay and believers let's share that light let's rejoice in that light let's let's celebrate the light tonight thank you lord for this your word i pray that you would just bring it home to us, help us to understand, help us to receive. Lord, thank you so much for giving us that light. Thank you so much, Lord, for being so concerned about us. The, the folks who walk in darkness, we've seen a great light. Thank you, God. I thank you so many years ago that I finally come to you and I've received you personally as my own Savior. I was born again. Lord, thank you for that. Got, I've, got, I've got no goodness in myself and uh, I, I, I couldn't save myself at all, but Lord, thank you so much for dying for me that I can be adopted into the family of God. Lord, thank you so much that you've made it to where sinners can be reunited with their creator. Lord, I pray for that one that's here tonight, might not be saved, might not be born again. Lord, help them not to miss the purpose of the light that has come to earth. Lord, I pray for believers here tonight. I pray that you would help us to be the light bearers that we should be. Thank you, God, for this Christmas time, this celebration. Thank you for these truths. Lord, thank you for Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to have the house lights on then. And then uh, you can go ahead and blow blow your candle out. And then we'll be dismissed. All right? Let's all stand. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. And you can be dismissed here tonight.